Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, we got Rudo live from Studio B doing our thing as the Avs continue to be in the middle of their all-star break. Eric, you didn't get the chance to, to talk about this that we talked about the other day before we actually get into the show. I wanted to ask you, back when you played hockey, yep. all-star game, kind of a, a stat that mattered. How many all-star awards you got? You know, it was something that would come up in Hall of Fame conversations, things like that. Now, with the fan vote, does it matter at all? It's a good question. I mean, I, I think your first time, it's like, it's an honor. You're sure. recognized, right? Or you're voted by the fans. Same thing. You know, the fans. I, I mean, the know. first one's always cool. I mean, right? it's cool, yeah. you know. And not that the, I don't, you wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't about know. That. That's my point. <laughs> and you're not making fun of me. It's true. You know, like it's two of us, right? You know what I mean, like hey, three of us, Tiff too. So it's like, but I think that back then it was more like you got to remember the schedule was a little different. Yeah, it wasn't such a long, uh, you know, with the summers and I mean it's such a twelve month business nowadays. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like never, and it was quick, and it was like. 48 hours and see you later. And, you know, now it's kind of tied in with the break and right. You it's know what I mean? Like event. The, yeah. yeah. The, you know, and then each team needs that five days off, right? Whatever it is. And then the abs are getting it at the front end. Some teams are getting it on the back end. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I just, I think you owe it to the league and the sponsorships and all that stuff. And sure. I, and I think Crosby has been an unbelievable ambassador. I mean, Wayne was the best back then. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to to grow the game, grow the league. But I'm just saying on the flip side of things, as you know, if you're managing a team, it's kind of like, oh, it'd be nice for those guys to get a break. You know what I mean? And and I know yeah. it's not taxing. It's not it's it's not that big of a deal. Like it's they're not. It's not like they're going to play three games in four nights. I they're get cruising it. around out there. They're cruising yeah. around and no different. They're getting a break. They'll they'll, they'll go some, some some sponsored like banquets and yeah. You know, have a couple drinks and, Get you know, some good kind of meals, let, let loose yeah. good meals. So, I mean, it's not, nothing. I, I think we, I certainly make too much of it, maybe, <laughs> um, than, than maybe I should, you know. Uh, but I think that after a while, it does wear off a little bit. I mean, just look at Ovechkin. Ovechkin, right? Going you know, near like, seventh one or whatever you know what it is. Mean? Yeah. Like Ovechkin always kind of like, well, I'll take, just suspend me a game. It's I'll fine. Take yeah. the, I'll take the day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I think a lot of it is, and there's always going to be snubs. I of mean, course. of course. I mean, it's just, and especially with the format that they have now that every, you know, it's always kind of been like that, trying to get every team represented, but still you're going to get some snubs and I don't know. I mean, I'm one of those guys that I think I blow it out of proportion about, you know, needing the break, the but I think it's a great honor to, Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, to, to go represent yourself, your team, your league and, yep. And sometimes it's fun too for the younger guys, and they don't have kids, but they're married. It's it's a nice time to go and meet some new people from sure. from the league and and uh, from around the league. And and sometimes it's good for the older guys as they get to bring their, you know, ten year old, twelve year old. Yeah, it's kind of nice. kids get you know involved. I mean? It's awesome. Sure. I mean, they get excited. Sure. They're in the locker room. They see Kale McCarr. They're like, "Oh my god, Kale McCarr!" Mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> um, look back maybe at the Kachuk brothers and stuff like that yeah, when their father yeah. you know you always see the pictures of them with you know everybody everybody <laughs> you know it's kind of cool yeah uh, i mean i yeah i mean i think from that aspect i think it's awesome I and mean, they do a good job too i mean they do a good job i, I think that sure. 
they overthink it a little bit too on the you know like this year like the skills competition <laughs> 18 a different things like going to, on yeah it's a, a bit much it's a bit much it out, for sure you know but uh yeah i mean at the end of the day it, it's a good tool for them to promote the league the yep. revenues have gone up over the last few years we all know that and then, you know i mean it's post-covid and all that kind of stuff and and i think it's important to that's that's one way for the players to give back a little bit too you know what i mean in the sense that the sponsors pay a lot of money to you know what i mean and it is a sponsored event and sponsorships the all-star game is a big component of it again i'm not in sales but you know i think that our people would tell you you know i mean for sure you know i mean like it is a big component and and i think that's their duty uh, as a league members to you know to to grow it so sure hey so be it, right? It's all good. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, all right. We are answering a bunch of listener questions today. Uh, we did give priority to the people in our Discord. So if you want to become a diehard with us here at DNVR and get access to the Discord, we will uh, give you priority questions in there for our next mailbag. Tiff, you have all the questions set up. Where are we going first? Yeah, no, this is <laughs> this is Tiff's show. She's running it. Uh, all right. Our first question is the best North American NHL players and the best European NHL players. Who would be your pick in a winner take all one game series? Well, I know I read that earlier yeah. and I was driving and I was thinking about that because that's a superb question. You know, I don't think it's that hard for me. Well, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to give it to you, but I, but I got one condition. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll give it to you first. I, it's North America. Yeah. I, not that Europe isn't super no. good, but the, Ten years from now, I think it might be different, but it's still North America that dominates hockey. It's funny. Oh, it can't be that far away. I was reading the question on my phone earlier, like what I was <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. and that was a good question because I was like, it got me thinking. My first question was, where is it played? You know, what that's I mean? like, fair, yeah. right? I'm, when I say where is, is it at a rink in Europe where it's Olympic size or is it, you know what I mean? So it's, that makes a big difference it does. for me. It does. I, I always say, I see, um, like use Wheelander this week. I, I, I was with, uh, in Boston and his first round pick last year for, for Vancouver, same thing. And I, and my simple question to him was why are you in North America? You're 18. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to follow the footsteps. So, you know, and a lot of it was like, yeah, but you get used to the North American style and the North American rinks, yeah. you know, and, and, and it does play a big factor. It does. Um, I think either way, North America would win both anyway, but I think it'd be a little closer <laughs> all right, all right. if it was played on a Olympic size yeah. sheet. Right. Fair enough. That's I, I, just what I think. Yeah, it's, again, there's a bunch of incredible European players. Don't want to take oh, anything yeah, away yeah, from yeah. Oh Finnish and God. Swedish teams are, are extremely good. Awesome, but when you put North America, North America together, it's both too Canada much and U.S., yeah, yeah it's too much. you're just you're asking for too much. Too much. You're talking about a top line of Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, and Austin Matthews. That's if you don't want to play them down the middle. In which case, Austin Matthews is your three C, which is outrageous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be North America. All right, what we got next? Uh, I just want to know how hard Joe and GMCM are working those phones. I have no doubt that they are. It would just be interesting to know the details. Eric, you're the you're the front office guy. Yeah. It's what well, we're still about a month and a half, a little less than a month and a half away from the deadline. How how busy is it right now? Uh, here's what I'll say. 
um, things have changed over the years, especially with with these things, right? You know, it's just so much more easier to get in touch with to people, get in touch yeah. with people nowadays, and you know. There's no more excuse before, but I couldn't get a hold of them, play phone tag. I mean, really? I mean, you can just send a quick no, right? I mean, <laughs> that's your way of like yep. telling Rudo, like, yeah, I tried, but I didn't, really, I didn't want to try, but here's my answer. Not right? talking you know, to that yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, these guys, I see, listen, C-Mac's a worker. I can tell you that. And it's known around the National League that he is a worker. Uh, he's well surrounded. This is, you know, a solid pro staff and Joe and, they have a good team, you know, and, yep. and most importantly, and I think it comes down to another question too later, but most importantly is they have a good relationship with with um, the coaches, which yep. is very important. Um, coaches don't have a say in trades. That's not what I'm saying. But um, a style of play, obviously, what are your thoughts on what we need? And, you know, they'll, yep. they'll yep. listen uh, to the coaches probably a lot more than they'll listen to you and me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though we're yeah, right. Definitely. You, know, but you know what I'm saying. I um, would hope so. Um, so I, I, they do get on the phone. Uh, I, I've seen managers, honestly, like, uh, they get their, their sheet and, you know, it's Monday, Tuesday, they, they, on, on Mondays, this is, they get a hold of, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they get a hold of those 15 dudes and, and on Tuesday they get a hold of those other 50 or whatever, 16, you know, mm -hmm. so you, you yeah. cover the 32 teams and, and it's just a habit. Hey, just checking in, you know what I mean? Just, have you heard anything? And there's a lot of relationships and, and, and Sometimes it can be good to do that. Sometimes it can be bad because then that's all stuff kind of goes out and goes around. Uh, but some guys can't help themselves. They, they talk, right? Yeah. So it's like, so you get some information about, oh, yeah, oh, so he is available. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because yeah. they talk to him and guys don't mean to say it. It just slips, you know. Um, guys are respectful. I mean, the GMs are respectful. But because you got to remember, a trade is a trade, but it's also someone's life. You know what I mean? For sure. A, a wife, parents, kids, you know. Is, yeah, we make fun, you know, right? We have fun yeah. with it. You know, it's awesome, as, as we should. But, uh, you know, when it comes down to the, you're the one making the call, and it's not always that easy, you of know. Course. And there's a lot of things you got to be careful. And, and if things don't work out, you don't want to make sure that that asset now, because everybody's an asset, right? You Oh, I feel like I'm, I'm treated like a brick. And well, that's, that's, that's what you are. I mean, that's what we are, right? I'm just saying <laughs> that's what this, you are an asset to a franchise. So, you know, From call it whatever purely you want. business aspect. It, it, you just are. True, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not saying there's no feelings and, you know, all that stuff, but so those guys, yeah, they get on the phone, uh, you know, mostly C-Mac obviously, cause he's in the chair and, uh, you know, after having meetings and they're in daily communications, like I said, with Joe and with the, with the staff and injuries change everything, right? Boom, you got one injury and it just changed everything. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, completely like, different outlook. <laughs> there's yeah. a cap that you have to, you know, yeah. you have to follow. There's rules, there's everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, always getting on the phone is, is important because you have to be aware of what's out there and what's happening. Uh, and Usually, I'm not saying all the time because I've seen trades where all of a sudden it's just, just one Tuesday afternoon nowhere, and you get yeah. a phone call and you're like, what? You know what I mean? And and that's why those guys, that's why you have pro guys. That's why you have amateur guys that are ready to go to. You have to know each team's depth charts. Yep. Uh, some guys are really good at it. Some teams are really good at it because, you know, hey, I, I need to do this in the next couple hours. And then, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, Anaheim's depth chart. And then all of a sudden, hey, throw this as guy a team, you don't whatever, even know yeah. as a depth chart what's going yeah. on. So it's important. So there's guys out there. Yes, C-Mac and, and Joe make the final decisions. They, they direct the boat and everything. But the pro guys are in charge of 
the depth the, chart. You know, in whenever a someone's that, name comes that's up, right. they're getting they have a call. to know yeah. exactly, exactly. You know, everybody on Anaheim, everybody on San Diego, their farm team, right yeah. at the American League level, and then the amateur guys or somebody that's in charge of it. You have to know the depth chart um, because that's how you can not get, uh, you know, thrown off, beat a little bit with a name sometimes, yep. and then you. I'll call you back. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> and you're like, what? But yeah, so it's important to get on the phone, especially this time of year. You don't wait till the last second. Last second, it doesn't exist nowadays. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, you might because uh, you get a phone call. Again, like I said, it's the, the usual no. Sometimes yes. Like somebody's been working on something at the deadline. It doesn't happen. Then there's because whenever there's a time limit, like which is trade deadline day, yeah. right? Then it throws things out the window. And then teams are like, Oh my God, I just got screwed by, you know, Team X. Yep. And and then they call you and they're like, Well, can I get Rudo now? Can I get Rudo out of here? So that's kind of what I mean by last and minute. That's how you the know? price goes up, right? Well, there, yeah. Right? And then it's like, oh, you do things on impulse. So, you know, that that's not fun. You need someone to like tie you down, like just sit back, you know, like uh because don't kid yourself, trade deadline, you know, you always have the rosters, coaches have the rosters on the board, and it's like, oh. What if we put Gretzky there and Bobby Orr right there? It looks awesome. You know what I mean? Like, and then all, like, all you got to do is go out and get two great players. Yeah, and, and then, <laughs> until you get disappointed and you're like, oh, we don't have those guys. Yeah, so, yeah those guys get on the phone daily, and I think it's, a, it's an important process. And as of right now, it's heating up for sure. All right, let's do one more here. Uh, which Avalanche villain would you most like to see in the Mavs mm-hmm. uniform? It's a hard question. I know. It, I don't know. Are we talking current villains or like historical yeah. villains? Let's go current. Current? Mm. What counts as a villain, too? I don't know. It's tough. Uh, like, is someone like Joe Pavelski a villain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would be sick. I'd take Joe Pavelski. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if he counts as a villain. Though. He does. He does. He's always like sinking the ass. So that's. Yeah, but he doesn't have any like huge goals against the. I mean, he has scores a ton against them, but yeah. it's not like a Kiviranta's goals in the playoffs or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's think here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Tough go. Choice. Yeah, I, I think he's a good player. Um, I don't think he's a dirty player, but. He had an incident last year. Uh, I'm going to go Jordan Eberle. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. Villain because of, you know, what happened with Breaks, Cogs and Cogs yeah. and sure. and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think it was, it is what it is. It was an, you know, it's an accident. Um, I do like him. I, I do think he'd be a good fit, but what do I know? I, I've always liked Eberle. Yeah. But I like him. I'm not sure about that contract, but. Yeah, he continues to be an effective player. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have a great answer for that one. Yeah, good question. Huh? Yeah, sure. Uh, management seems to believe in players, Ben Meyer specifically, and coaching doesn't. When does management just tell the coaching staff to play a player, and how much friction does it cause? I, <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a tough balancing act, right? There's, there's a little give and there's a little take there because yeah. even if you tell a coach to play a player, okay, he throws them out there for five minutes a night and, <laughs> you know, what whatever happens, happens at that point. But I, I think there's probably 
less of that in the abs organization than some people think. I'm sure there's some of it where Bednar is looking at them and saying, hey, I don't trust these guys. But I think for the most part, the abs front office and Bednar are on the same page. Yeah, and I said that earlier, and I know for a fact they are. I mean, first of all, that's how you got longevity as a coach, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're on the, And I'm not saying he's a yes man. That's, that's not what I was saying. I'm saying that they have their respect there, and then they've won together, and then um, maybe eight years, what is it, seven years ago, Bednar? Yeah. This would be, I'm sure year, this season would be year, season seven. Season seven. So yeah. I'm sure seven years ago, he didn't say one word about, you know, the type of player. I, I did whatever I play is, I'm going to do it. And then, but now you have a, a resume, you have a staff that's had success with, you know, Ray and, and Pratter, those guys and, and Brett in the video room, those, and, and the, and the goalie coach, right? You see, so they've been together for a while. They know what to expect from one another. And I think that, when it comes down to, for example, Ben Myers, like coach ultimately will, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen GMs, you know, dictate who gets in the lineup, which I think is wrong. I, I think it's a tough way to coach, you know what I mean? Cause your hands are tied and it's like, Oh, at that point, why not just be the coach too? Well, that's right? my point, you know, so it's hard now. Uh, there are times, um, trade deadline times like you know you're gonna come downstairs and you're gonna tell bednar yeah rudo's playing tonight you know mm -hmm. what i mean like well yeah. who's out i don't know you figure it out but rudo's playing because we have a deal on the table for him they want to mm -hmm. see him play one sure. more time they want to make sure that he's good he's healthy you know what i mean yeah. rudo's playing tonight yeah i mean that happens sure and, and coaches know that uh no that happens sometimes that managers tell Coaches their lineup. Well, I think it's wrong. I, you're going to see a dysfunctional family team there. It's wrong. Like it, it doesn't look, last. Just like, look at the Evs this year, where yeah, you're 20 games into Tatar and Jared Bednar's up there on the stand saying, yeah. you know, I thought he was one of our better players tonight. Yeah. When he's like a minus two, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes you gotta, you know, you know, make you guys look good. Yeah. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta dress them up like. Yeah. They're going through a tough stage and you're trying to trade them or, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's rare. It's not rare. It happens. Uh, would I like to be in those shoes? No. Would I ever do that? Tell a coach who to play? No. Uh, if I'm a coach, would I like someone to tell me who to play? No. Um, <laughs> it does happen. In the Myers, for example, you know, like, again, it's, it's a college free agent and the ads were depleted a little bit, right? In the last few years with, with the trades that they made and, he signed two years ago and yep. it was a good signing. And yep. um, but you gotta remember, like, <laughs> there's you're not gonna please to everybody. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't exist, it doesn't happen. It's the same thing to a coach. Um, a coach might I mean, first of all, it's never personal, right? I mean, of course. The abs do a good job and they go get some quality people, some some you know what I mean, somewhere, somehow. You you don't want to bring in a, a clown on your team, right? Yeah. I mean, you just don't, you know, it's just it just doesn't work. But let's put it that everybody's an awesome guy. Great. Um, as a coach, it's tough to like everybody. You, you just It's just not going to happen. And your head's on the chopping block, too, at the end of the day. Just like yeah, C-Max sure. is, is for, for trades and for stuff like that. As a coach, it's your head that's on the chopping block. If you don't win, then you're the one that's going to You're gonna, the first guy out. Yeah. You're the guy that's going to get the finger pointed at. So... Um, I don't think it's personal, for example, with Ben Myers. I just think that I think he thinks he's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I'm sure somebody in the organization thinks he's better. 
uh, than what he's been shown to uh, have an opportunity about. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, yeah. but like the amount of ice time he's gotten. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it comes down to, you know, to the coaches and, and uh, you know, and sometimes you have no choice because yeah, it's like, hey, there's no help coming. There's nobody. This is what just we just got to play this guy. Yep. You got to play this guy, you know, because that's reality. Yep. So, yeah, but it's interesting to see sometimes, you know, the way it's handled by management and coaches. Yeah, it it, it varies from team to team, yeah. too. We got a dork in the chat calling us nerds. Oh, my God. I'm looking uh, at him. <laughs> hope the man. Hope you're enjoying your time off, AJ. The myth, the legend. Uh, for us, look, we might not always know what's going on in the front office abs inner circle, but you know what's up with Circle K's inner circle. You can sign up for inner circle today that QR code on screen or go to circlek.com slash inner circle today. You get a bunch of amazing rewards by just putting your email and phone number in there, including 25% or 25 cents rather off your first five Phillips of gas with them. Uh, they also are giving away a bunch of, of polar pops for free too. So if you're, uh, you know, I don't know. Winter is a little bit of a, uh, you guys like ice cream in the winter? Yes. When I was a kid, we always used to, if it hit the negative degrees, we'd always go get ice cream. Yes. Polar Pop's not really ice cream, I guess. It's like frozen ice, I guess. A little bit different, but either way. Similar, but different. Like I'm a iced coffee drinker all year round. There you go. I mean, iced coffee is just better than hot coffee. Let's be real. Uh, (laughs) What you can get at Circle K. So go jump in with it with Circle K. Make sure you're getting your discounts with the Inner Circle Rewards Program. Again, use the QR code on screen or go to circlek.com slash inner circle to get signed up today. And then take your iced coffee home, sit yourself down on the couch, watch yourself some Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, Fubo's great. They have over 140 different channels. They've got live shows. They've got movies. They've got the news. Of course, they have your Colorado sports. It's the easiest way to watch the avalanche right now. Fubo comes with a thousand hour DVR too. So even if you're out at for dinner one night or whatever, and you can't watch the game live, you can record it. You'll be all good there. So Fubo has you covered pretty much no matter what it is. Go check it out today. There's no hassle. You can even get a free trial if you want. Cancel at any time. They're not hard to use. FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get that 15% off Fubo Pro. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's uh, let's keep the questions coming, I guess. What does that mean? Tiff and Rudo with the correct tag takes. Iced coffee is best coffee. Oh, all right. All right. I like it. <laughs> uh, what do you think has been the most underrated or unjustly least talked about storyline with the abs and or the NHL this year? Tough one there. Yeah, it's I I'm I'm gonna stick with the Avs first. Yeah, let's, let's do an Avs storyline first, and I think it might be Josh Manson, who particularly over the last twenty games or so, he, you know, he he doesn't have every game amazing. There are some ups and downs, but he's been a very very solid piece for Colorado's defense this year, especially with guys like Sam Gerrard and Bowen Byram missing time. Manson has has really done a good job of of filling in on that second pairing and not just being the Josh Manson run into stuff do a do, do some damage. He's also been pitching in fairly consistently on the offensive side. Yeah, I agree with you. He's been great. Um maybe on the same fl- uh token there I'll use Sammy. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, because 
you know, he kind of, you know, went away for a bit, right? You know what I mean? Like off the roster. And uh, I, I think he's been great since he's been back. He, he yeah. looks happy. He's, um, I just like him. I, I just do. I just think he's underrated. I think that the easiest sentence for me to say about this is, you don't know what you got until he's gone, right? And sure. I felt that when he was gone for, I mean, I don't remember how many games that was, but at least 15, right? Yeah. You know, then you're like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I miss him. By you know game I mean? five like, of that, you're like, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, boy, I miss him. You know what I mean? And, and good on him. You know, he's uh, seems to be happy, seems to be back, and that's awesome. So I'm going to stick with him. And, and Tiff and I were talking earlier, and we're saying like, Logan O'Connor, but it's like, man, we talk. I mean, we've talked we talk about, about him, him a lot. every yeah, show. Just, yeah, we love him, man. I'm not, not, a, not a good, not underrated. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's kind of hard. And same with Sam Malinsky. Yep, you know what I mean? Because yep. it's like, I just feel we talk about those two all the time. You know what I mean? I so, agree. Yeah. But yeah, it is a story. That's it's a great story. Those two, yeah, they're great stories in their in their own ways. But but I think that we touch up on them so much that can't say it's <laughs> forgotten. You know? Yeah. Uh, around the NHL, I, until about a week ago, I would have said it's Columbus's disaster oh, of a season, but they man. have gone full nuclear the last week or so, so it's not really anymore. <laughs> I just saw Fantilli's out eight weeks. Yeah, though. yeah. It's just did you see the incident? Like, well, I didn't. I haven't seen the clip, but oh, I know it's the last no clip. Yeah. It's the same thing. You get you know, same yeah, thing. yeah, and then you like you feel yeah. it. You're like, well, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like so. Man, I mean, everything's going wrong there. They're struggling right now. Wow. It's, uh, it's tough to be a blue jacket. That's for sure. Uh, all right. I, I think unless you have another NHL one, we're good. Well, I mean, so but the question was a team, right? Well, just an yeah. underrated NHL storyline. Yeah, and then I'm going to go. I mean, the Kings right now, like, oh, my God. They are imploding. It's a freaking big game tonight. Like, it's a huge game tonight. Yep. You lose. You're done. You got to be like, hold on a second. Now we have a break. Like we got to, again, you don't wish harm on anybody. Remember, I, yeah. it's always that. But you really have to sit back now. And I think it changes your your break plans, you know, a little bit. Sure. And you're like, hold on a second. Like, got some work to do here. Yeah, hold on a second. We have to just sit back right now and just kind of sit and go through some. Where are we going wrong? Because everything they touched was gold. I mean, and now they can't do anything right. I mean, it's unbelievable as a team, as individuals. Um, they went from just leading the West to now the, tied for a wild card spot. And think of Edmonton, you know, like, yep. you know, <laughs> what about fellow two seasons? You know what I mean? Those two teams. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um I don't know. I would don't say think those that guys. one's underrated. L.A. for no, no. sure, but yeah, no, 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 not the no, no, yeah, not the Oilers. Everybody's yeah. talking about that's awesome. I mean, it's an unbelievable run. Yeah, what a run! I'm gonna watch as soon as the break's over. I'm. I think they play Vegas, right? Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm. I'm watching that game. Well, the streak continues. You might as well tune in. It's yeah. must see TV at that point. It is fun. All right, what's the next one? Uh, if you, being Rudo and Eric, were in a were in charge of the 2018 draft. Which player would you have taken instead of Martin Cowett? I believe the person who asked this said they liked Keandre Miller. <laughs> yeah, I cheated too. So I did look a couple hours ago. Yeah. Right. I got the same answer. I Miller, mean, obviously okay. it's a knee. Uh, it's a great pick, by the way, Keandre Miller. Um, 
you look back and it's kind of a weird draft. You know what I mean? Looking at it, I'm, I went deep. I mean, then I even saw guys like Paul Cotter, which I like on the fourth round. And you know what I mean? Oh, but I mean, it's like, you that's know, those are, that's why yeah. it's not realistic to say at that time. There's a reason why guys are picked in the fourth round. You know, yeah. at that time, they're just, again, you're going on projection all the time. That's why I hate, um, 18 year olds. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times it's, it's, it's not a lot of times you are drafting on projection. So, you know, a lot can happen and, it wasn't didn't look to be a very deep draft. It is not. But I have to agree. Keandre Miller is the name that popped at me as well. Like, what an awesome pick the uh, Rangers got there. And, you know, I think we're we're seeing the same thing. Just to be – Cal was at 16. Behind him, you had Ty Smith, Liam Foodie, Jay O'Brien, Rasmus Gupari, Ryan Merkley. Two, only two of those guys even have 100 NHL games. None of them are regular NHL players. Uh, in the case of guys like Jay O'Brien haven't even touched the NHL yet. No. So it's not like Martin Kaut was alone as a, a pick that didn't really work out in the middle of that first round. Tough draft. Um, yeah, it's without like going back and using hindsight. I really like Joe Valeno in that yep. draft year. Now Valeno's a trick. Valeno in the NHL, but pretty hard bottom six guy yep. too. So it's not like you would be getting star. Yeah. incredible value there or anything like that. Yep. Um, certainly with today's stats, Miller would be the best pick of a guy that you would reasonably take in the first round at yep. the very least. Uh, if you're dreaming a little bit, Alex Romanov drafted at the top of the second round. Yep. If you want maybe more of a, that's a good, well-rounded D, yeah. So, probably my second pick. There you go. Yep, couple different options there. Uh, next question. Tiff's not ready. We were too fast on the draft content for her. Uh, what's one bubble team you think with a couple additions could be dangerous in the playoffs, and what's one you think should blow it up? Let's go blow it up. I'm I'm gonna go Calgary Flames. Oh yeah, they gotta. I mean, they gotta nuke it for sure. I mean, at some point, yeah. you know, you have to. And there's too many UFAs there. You know, Hannafin, Lindholm. They signed obviously uh, Backlund. Yep. Uh, Tanev. Uh, I mean, the list goes on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even Markstrom is probably down to what year left yeah, on his I, deal. I want to say two, but He's I got don't one actually or two know. left. But I mean, whatever. Right around there. It's close. Yep. Um, I mean, that would be the one that <laughs> you just gotta, it just, you just gotta it, go. You, it's you been gotta, a, a decade of this. For yeah. Me. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta strip it. You yep. know, um, as far as <laughs> I'm going to use the same freaking team. I just talked about this, the LA Kings. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just, I had them picked at the start of the year that they're going to win that division. We all look like geniuses after 25 games. That's why the season's not 25 games. But yep. they were hot. They were there. They were tough to play against. Now a lot of sh shit's happened since. Uh, but I'm going to stick with them that all of a sudden they righten that ship. Uh, I don't want to bag on the goaltending, but goaltending was good. Now it's not good. Yep. You know, so things change quickly. You grab someone. This is not a team... 
you'd want to play if they're, you know. You go out and get a goaltender, and I think they're they're, they're they're right there. So I would say this is a team, you know, that 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 they should. I don't think they should pull the plug. They've been there where they've stripped it. They're, you know, I mean, they've they've stripped, they've taken the band aid, ripped it. You know yep. what I mean? So now it's like they were doing that step this year. You know, hence the the Dubois move and you know the Deno move last year or two years ago, whatever. You know what I mean? They were just slowly getting there to yep to get results. And right now they were they were the talk of the league. And now, so that would be my answer. Oh, I'll take it. I, I agree with you on Calgary. Yeah. I'll take a different route for the could get good. Sure. And I don't think it'll be this year. I think they're probably still a, a little bit further away, but I'll say Arizona. Uh, I think there's a team there with enough pieces in place that uh, sure. they're ready to start pushing for the playoffs. And I probably don't make it this year, but next year I think you start to see a bunch of things fall into place for them. Obviously they already have some pieces in the NHL like Logan Cooley and, and things like that. But you have guys like a Connor Geeky down the line. You know, they've kind of waffled back and forth with Dylan Genther between the AHL and the NHL this year. Can they get to the next level of like true cup contention? I'm not sure. They either need Logan Cooley to really truly break out or find a way to go get a true superstar player. Uh, but Certainly, I think they are a team that after this season, you'd start talking about them legitimately as a, as a team that should be making the playoffs. Yeah. So it, I, it would be fun. I'd like to see some of these teams start to change things up between Arizona and Buffalo. And as much as I never believe in Buffalo. I did this year. I got sucked <laughs> in. I did go back in the August pod, like yep. whatever it was, yep. September. I did. I thought it would be better. Not there. Um, team that's starting to worry me too is the Rangers a little bit. No, yeah, lately it's like so, so they'll be all right though. No, no, they'll be fine. They just need to ride the ship too a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know. Is Philly a bubble team? Do they still count as a bubble team? I don't know. I think that sequence has been tough, right? Since yeah. they played the Avs, they dropped what, They've, five. They lost. Four in a row, I think. No, five in a row. Yeah, they lost their last five in a row. Yeah, so, so it's like, e. That's not tough. great. <laughs> and I think they're going to stick to the plan anyway. Oh, of course. They were never going to. They should. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Even though it's hard sometimes, right? It is <laughs> you hard. Wanna, you want to get ahead of yourself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, whether you're uh, celebrating your bubble team getting into the playoffs or mourning their loss, Make sure you're doing it with Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you're an Avs fan, you can get the Avalanche Amber Ale, but they have dozens of different flavors, something for everyone. I promise you they have a beer that you will like if you like beer at all. Uh, go check them out. You can get them anywhere in the 50 United States by going to breckbrew.com and using their Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. Once you got your Breck Brew, make sure to uh, enjoy the game by throwing a couple of bets down on it over with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook right now, obviously, there might be this uh, thing that you've heard of called the Super Bowl uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, right now, if you bet I, five bucks. I don't think you can legally say that. Oh, can I not? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I think I'm... No, nah, yeah, it's part of the read. I'm, okay. a, I'm legally okay. allowed to say Super Bowl 58. Big big game. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tiff out here making me lose my job. Uh, 
No, but right now, if you uh, if you want to bet on that big game, you can bet five bucks on the Super Bowl and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. What what do we think, Eric? Is using uh, Roman numerals cool or lame for the Super Bowl? Don't care. No. Okay. I get all confused. I'm like, what number is that? No, that's where. So you don't want to see Stanley Cup LXXX or whatever no. it is. <laughs> 2024. Great. Uh, <laughs> keep it simple. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the DNVR code when you sign up. Those new customers can get those $200 in bonus bets instantly when they put 5 bucks in on Super Bowl 58 with code DNVR. Uh, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yes. Whew. Third period of the DMVR Avalanche podcast. Let's keep these questions rolling. Uh, can you dunk? Could, <laughs> could you, I'm assuming you can't dunk anymore, but oh. could you ever dunk? No. Never? I could touch the rim, though, but okay. I mean, not, not, not with the ball. Just yeah, like, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I am not. Nope. No, am, no hops? There's no hop on my jump there. Because I could touch the rim too and I'm a good three or four inches short of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's, that's about thing. it. Like, you throw a ball in my hand and yeah, like, oh, I, there's no way. Yeah. My hands aren't big enough. I no. can't. I need both hands to hold I ball. wish I would have thought of this before, but there was a TikTok that I remember showing you guys during a game once mm-hmm. of somebody on the Rangers like jumping up trying to get like a soccer ball and he got like two inches off like like literally like just like the babiest little jump i've ever seen in my life and don't don't hate yeah. me if i get this wrong i want to say it was max domi don't come for me max, max but i think it was you <laughs> uh yeah i mean jumping isn't really a skill you need very often in the nhl i guess so no fair enough <laughs> you need power but i mean i guess power makes you you know like loud. I mean, you, you get tested, you know, right? Yeah, they, uh, they do do they the do uh, vertical. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was never like out there. But, you know, they also test pull-ups and a bunch of guys who can do zero of those end up being pretty good in the Yeah, like players, Sammy so. Bennett. Like, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> played like guys all freaking animal on the ice. We can't do a pull-up. Hey, you know, whatever. Sometimes it matters more what you do on the ice. Yeah. Uh, at the midway point of the season, rank slash rate the acquisitions of the avalanche. Uh, sure. You, presumably, you mean free agents as well. So guys like Miles Wood. Yeah. Uh, it would be Wood, Ross Colton, Jonathan Druin, uh, Ryan Johansson, and I'm forgetting someone. I'm not counting Tatar because they traded him. Yeah. Who am I forgetting? I don't know. Let's do those four first, and I'll think about it. I'm gonna make it simple. Like for me, Wood, um, uh, on the same bucket. Druin, Wood, um, Colton, uh, for what they bring is all different things, right? Sure. They were brought in for different roles. Uh, right now, they're all three, I believe, like kind of hitting their stride. Uh, I'm going to give them A's, those three guys. And then 
Rigel, I'm going to give him a C. You know, uh, you know, just for all the reasons. You know, it's just been a tough fit. Um, Tatar, like you said, has been gone, so we're not going to touch that one. And then no. I do believe in. Uh, I mean, okay, do you want to put like Prospetov as a waiver uh, pickup? You know, he's a he hasn't played enough games. It's exactly. an incomplete anyway. Incomplete. <laughs> it's 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 hard to judge. Um, uh, Freddie Olufsen, I guess. Yeah, and Freddie. Yeah, sorry. Of, yeah, yeah. So that would be a B. You know, I probably yeah. for what he is, he's fine in a four C role. Yeah, fine. Would you like better? Could he be better? Probably. Has he been like the best to be in the A category? No, but he's been good enough in my book. You know. Yeah, I I so think B. Freddie a B. I would give Colton probably a B plus. I would give Miles Wood an A minus. I, I really don't know how to rank Jonathan Druin because when it's good, it's an A plus. Yeah. And when it's not good, it's like a B minus. Yeah. Uh, but, and then Rijo to, to me is a D. And, and it's not even anything against Rijo. The, the best advice I ever got in college is if you go to a class and you don't like the teacher, drop it. <laughs> uh, Rijo should drop the F's. <laughs> the class hasn't worked out for him. Yeah. Not how the NHL works, unfortunately. No, but <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, you know, but it it and obviously like the Tatar thing didn't work out. But they moved him. They got a a pick for him. They yeah. they moved away from it's that a free thing. Pick. So even if like Tatar's grade isn't that great, the Avs made it work. It didn't cost them anything. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you're talking about a bunch of acquisitions this offseason where two of them you would say didn't really work and you were able to trade one of them and we'll see what happens with the other guy in Rijo. So that'd be a good offseason. Yeah. I mean, you call that as qualify that as successful offseason last yeah. last offseason. You address needs and and again, there's ways to go, but we'll, those needs were more for the spring, right? The big dance. Yeah. So exactly right. Lots more to come. Uh, how many more questions do we have on here? Two more graphics. And cool. And then we'll get to chat ones. Okay. Yep. Uh, will Landeskog return this year? And if so, where will he play in the lineup? Um, here's my answer on that. No one knows. Not even him knows. Um, I think the, the plan's been put in place, um, starting, Last summer, right? Yeah. When they decided, when the like, happened, okay, yeah. you know. And I think that there's no expectations, which is good. Uh, so I do believe he will be back. That's just what I think and what I wish, maybe, right? <laughs> what, I, what you hope for. Hopeful thinking. To what sure, level yeah. is going to be? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when, when he steps out there. But what I'll say is I'll take him to play five minutes a night and be on the bench. And absolutely. You know so what I mean? Is, is the in a world where he does come back, the reality is he hasn't played NHL hockey in two years. Are you, are you looking at him as a fourth line, a couple of minutes type guy? Yeah, that's what I would say. And then to be on the bench, to be a leader, you got to remember, you got to have an important presence. I've heard someone say the other day, like, well, the guy's good on the bench. Like, whoa, this is such a stupid comment. No, no, it's not. It's not until you've been on the bench you know how to calm things down. You know how to pump things up. He knows how to do That's why he's got the C, right? You know yep. what I mean? So that's that's why I say even I'm going to set my expectations real low. If he plays like seven minutes a night, 
and he's out there and he, and, and he leads in the locker room on the bench and, and he's a presence right there, I'll be happy with it. If it's more, awesome. Awesome. But that would be enough for you to be willing yeah, to would be enough for give me. it a go. Yes. All right. I'm I'm pretty much in agreement. I mean, I you know, is there a world where Landy comes back and is immediately good to go and plays a ton? Probably, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, again, first of all, we're living in a world where he comes back, which may well not happen at all. Uh, exactly. It, what's that? You're just hoping, right? Okay. But if he does, I... Yeah, I I think it's much more of a actual on ice small role for Landy uh, on this hockey team. Obviously, going forward next season, whenever he would play a lot more, but we're a long way off from that. We'll put it that way. All right, let's keep it rolling. How do Hughes and McCarr match up from a D zone perspective? It's interesting this year. Um, Generally speaking, I would easily lean toward Makar as the better player in the D zone. Uh, however, this year Makar is has been significantly worse on the penalty kill than yeah. he has in previous years. Makar is, for the Avs D, their worst penalty killing defenseman right now uh, by the underlying metrics. Uh, Quinn Hughes doesn't really play the penalty kill at all, though. Yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'll, what I'll say is... Uh, I really like Quinn Hughes. I really do. Like, I, I mean, I think to say that you don't like him, you'd be like kind of an ignorant comment. You know what I mean? Um, I love Kale McCarr. I mean, I do. I, I made it known. Um, I'm not going to say his name because it's not fair because that person is not there, but I was with a Hall of Famer uh, defenseman. Yeah, then, and everybody was, t- was like at dinner and everyone's talking about McCarr versus Hughes, McCarr versus Hughes, and and that person really said the difference is they're both awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. They're both unreal. Like, um, but the difference is one one's going to block shots, one's going to be physical, and one usually, usually, you know, is an awesome penalty killer. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's the difference a little bit on, on the arsenal maybe of their tools. You know what I mean? Where they both dominate a game. They both control the game. They both are. Unbelievable hockey IQ. They yeah. both can skate. They're both <laughs> they're both so smart on the power play. You know, I think this is where Kale gets the edge on the package. Um, is is right there. It's exactly that. It's Kale's an underrated hitter. Like he he is a solid hitter. He catches guys with a reverse he shoulder. Does, he yeah. does. Um, I, I see him block shots. And, and to that aspect, I played with Brian Leach, and you know, I I always say. He reminds me of Leachy and those things. You know what I mean? Where you don't expect that of a superstar. You know what I mean? To to be physical, to the block shots. Uh, and when I say superstar, like elegant superstars, like sure. Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr. You know, they're so beautiful to watch. And you know, I just feel that Kale's skills are underrated when it comes down to those aspects. So yeah, that's what I would say. I I would I would continue to lean Kale as far as. In the defensive zone, strictly, yeah. I think he's the better defenseman. Yeah. Um, obviously, Quinn Hughes is having an absurd year on the offensive side of the puck. Not that Kale McCarr isn't keeping up with him, but yeah, Quinn Hughes is very good there too. I just came from the ceiling. <laughs> Wait, raining in here? <laughs> no, it wasn't water. <laughs> it was like, 
Yeah, maybe. All right. Let's Wasn't there a question? I mean, I know there's questions about it. Didn't Megan have yeah, Megan some, did a DM, have, something, whatever? Uh, yeah, it was about the, the team plane and like having roommates on the road. Here, I'll pull it up. It's in here. Uh, is it this one or is it the other one? No, it's the other one. All right. Uh, all right. I would love to know more about team travel. The plane, does everyone have a first class seat or is it a normal plane with everyone in coach? Uh, how does the card table work? Who gets in? Uh, is it actually a table? And do the guys have roommates in the hotel or do they just get their own room? Yeah. All right. We'll get to the plane there. I don't know what they're using the abs uh, anymore. What charter company? There's, I said that before on a, on a podcast. Like there's, there's a bunch of NHL teams and a bunch of NBA teams that they all use the same company, you know, and let's say there's six, seven of those. They're usually pretty much all the same. Uh, if it's Air Canada, you know, they're, they're built the same way. Um, yeah, this, it's not a regular plane where you walk in and then there's just like, you know, seats. Uh, there are some seats like that. And then you get in there and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of, you know, lazy Swivel boys ones, or whatever. Yeah. So ones. And then there's a couple areas where, you know, the four guys, you know, face each other with a table like this in the middle. Yeah. It's an actual table. And um, you, they use those for food, right? For, yeah. you know, just to leave stuff there when you walk on the plane. There's usually, I mean, listen. There's a big difference between the American League and the NHL. You know what I mean? You get on those planes and it's like, oh, my Lord, there's food everywhere. It's nice. And I always said, like, the New York Rangers plane bag, that was nicer than my the, – the bathroom was nicer than the one at my house. Like, you know what I mean? It was, like, beautiful in there. Like, um, you get the menu and then, you know, it tells you what you're going to have. You get the logos. So it's – yeah, they're all pretty much all first-class seats and, and they're all – I'm gonna remember the NBA too. They have some tall guys, yeah, you know. I so need the yeah. leg room. <laughs> you gotta remember. It. You gotta make, and then but they have a smaller team, right? So yeah. there's less, you know. True, but usually management's in the front, and and maybe like Moj or you know like TV people yeah, they're yeah. in the front, and there's a little bit of a separation, and then the guys are in the back, and then there's always guys that are more loners, and you know, I mean, they'll watch their their Netflix and their their stuff, and then there's there's always most teams have been part of this usually two guard games you know there's yeah. there's the a table and the b table you know what i mean <laughs> the a table maybe there's higher stakes you know the b table <laughs> lower stakes you know like but uh depends you know like one year it was big freaking poker you know like it was a big poker plane for a few years yeah i was like i can tell you that guys had nicknames and <laughs> i mean it was like you know it was for real um but I don't know what they play now. I mean, it could be poker. It could be anything. But there's some card sharks out there that pretend they're no good, especially if you get traded. And it's oh, like, yeah. oh, do you guys need an extra player? You know? And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, <laughs> you got a shark in there. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, roommates, it's it's all it's all part of the new CBA, the last CBA they did. Like uh, back then there was two people per room. Now it's once you reach – Again, don't quote me. You can go look on the CBA. Let's say 100 games. I'm using a number. Um, then you have room. to get your own room, yeah. which, you know, I always enjoyed roommates. You know, I had Stefan Yell for years. Him and I were awesome, compatible. Like in New York Rangers, I was at Kirk McLean for years. And it's, you get accustomed to your roommate. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I don't like to watch TV by myself. So it's kind of fun to, to be with someone. You know, like it was kind of. Not lonely. Sometimes sure. you're gone for seven, eight days. I just, you know. Sitting in an empty room. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, so it's all league uh, regulated now. So, yeah. So you, and, and then coaches will pick will pick the roommate. If you and me are rookies, then, you know, it just makes sense. And yeah. You and me are together. And 
uh, or some teams are just saying, yeah, screw it. You know what? Everybody has singles. And, you know what I mean? Who knows? Whatever's um, easy. It's yeah. not a big deal. But I, I I think it's fun. There's some challenges. I mean, I did have one guy one time, you know, like um, I got traded in the middle, like, and, and I, I didn't get till my hotel room that that team was on the road. It was like midnight or one in the morning. So you walk in your room, it's pitch black, and this dude is snoring. And <laughs> I mean, when I say snoring, like, I'm telling you, like, the freaking curtains were stuck. Like, he was, like, dragging the curtain <laughs> in his nose. Like, you know, like, it was unbelievable. And I was like, I don't even know who it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't, Some guy snoring. I had no idea who it was. Like, you know, it was pitch black. Yeah, yeah. And then you get you're nervous, you get treated, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, whatever. And then you know you have to get up in the morning because you have practice. I don't remember where we were. And, and I'm not like that because I adapt <laughs> and I make fun of my kids all the time. I adapt, find a way, just go to sleep. And I, I couldn't do it. Like I was like, there's <laughs> just, not a chance. <laughs> I grabbed my shit. I went downstairs. I got another room. <laughs> and I got my own room. Yeah. And then I, I walked in there. And I saw, and Larry Robinson was a coach. And I was like, I saw him at breakfast downstairs. And I saw him, I'm like, hey, I'm just telling you right now, like. Didn't get any sleep. I went in there for an hour. I don't know who it was. I don't know because I didn't have the rooming list. And I'm like, I don't know who it was. <laughs> don't worry. And then I said, I went and got my own room because I was on, but I've never experienced anything like that. And then, uh, and then they started laughing. It was Rick Green was the assistant coach, and those guys started laughing. And they're like, "Oh my god, it's Gaga, Gary Galley. And I was like, "I don't know who it was. I never saw him." And then, like, uh, it was unbelievable. And he's like, "Yeah, nobody wants to room with him." I'm like, well, no shit. I, I know now why. You know what I mean? Like, it was unbelievable. But so you do adapt. You do adapt. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and and and, and sometimes it's like. You know, it's notorious, like, you know, footy was with, you know, Patty Wall those years. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, so some guys were together for a long time. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's kind of it's kind of fun. And like I said, being on the road is fun. And it's fun when you have a good roommate. So not one that snores insanely loud. Sorry, guy. guy great guy. <laughs> he, unbelievable guy. He just snores. <laughs> All right. We got some chat questions here. To get to, uh, what do you think are the most realistic options for the ads roster, i.e., who do you think the roster is going to look like post-deadline? Thanks. Um, AJ has talked about this a lot. Yeah. The more I look at it, as much as it's not my favorite move, I think Henrique is starting to make more and more sense as yeah. the guy that they should target. I also think they should go after Lindholm pretty aggressively, but I understand he hasn't had the best year. There are some red flags there for sure. Uh, and you know he's going to be the most expensive guy on the market. So, yeah, and I think people will do the homework on him, not on the last you know thirty games. They'll do the the, the last five six years. Yeah. Um, team like Boston. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, I mean, he would look unbelievable in Boston. Yeah, like you know, obviously they lost Bergie last year and and Krejci and guys like that. But obviously they patched it up this year. But you're talking about to go on a run. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a great fit for the Avs. I just don't know. Like we said, we don't know what the cost of acquisition is going to be. And yep. I tend to agree with you, and I hate to say it, AJ. <laughs> ah our guy. I'm kidding. No, but I do agree. It, it, more like that. I do have to say Sean Monahan's been unbelievable the we'll last few weeks. Talk about yep, him. And there's yep, a question. Yep, and uh, um, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be more like an Enrique, you know, and I think it would be a great addition, great fit. Yeah. Um, and and but again, it depends what <laughs> we talked about it earlier in the show. C Mac and Joe, and like they already know what they're willing to give up. Yep. Right, and then it's like, and then there's a gray zone. Maybe we have to think about it. You know what I mean? Like it's not black or white; it's gray. You know, and then uh, so I think once you're in the trenches, you'll you'll, you'll decide the way you're going. Yep. Uh, but the market will dictate, you know, how things are for sure shaping up to be, and and they'll be to what extent are they willing to to jump in the market and go from there? Yeah, I, I think you pretty much nailed yeah. it. Uh, we are running out of time here, so we do got to speed run these last few yeah. questions. I'll go quick. Uh, can we all agree Vancouver fans have been the most annoying fans this season? I mean, uh, whatever. Sure. Every fan base is annoying when they're winning, right? So, I mean, I'm just happy because Talk is a good buddy of mine, Rick Talkin, and I think he's done a great job, and I think it's fun, and I think it's, you know, Everybody thought it would be like, you know, we said it like it was stripping the bandaid, like Calgary or whatever. Like everybody thought it would be such a long process and all that stuff. But when you have key pieces, then it's not that complicated. You got to remember Demko's back for them this year. And that makes a big difference. He was injured last year. So better than popping off when they're good instead of when they're irrelevant. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, really enjoyed the piece on the 2C options, but I'm curious if the crew's opinion on Monaghan as a viable option has changed with his recent play. Stylistic fit would have to be relatively cheap uh i don't love it still i you know and part of that is probably being gun shy about a guy like Rijo who hasn't worked here could it work with monahan sure definitely yeah i mean i like sean monahan um I, i've never liked him as a number one center um you got to remember you come to the abs it's a little different you're you're slotted in the c uh, the, the 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 second line center yeah you're behind McKinnon, no matter what. It doesn't matter if you have four hat tricks in a row, you're still playing behind McKinnon. So it's a different he, – he he had bad hips. It was time for him to get those hip surgeries. He got it done. Um, he's looked really good this year for what his body of work has been the last four years or so. Yep. So, But, yes, I mean, the skating is not an asset. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, would it be a better fit than right? – I don't know. You know, it could be similar or it could – not be, you know. So I, 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 I wouldn't spin on Sean Monahan. How's that? That's fair for the situation that he would be in here. Yeah. Uh, next one. If you had to choose between the two, who would you take, McKinnon in his current form or Prime <laughs> Forsberg? Shit. Before this year, I would have said Forsberg. Yeah. But the way Nathan McKinnon is playing this year, man. <sighs> I think I think I have to take McKinnon. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's like. I'm a big Joe and Peter fan because A, they're my age. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> B, I play with them and I have so much respect for them for the day in and day out and the, pr the production that they brought yep. was unreal. Um, and obviously, there's a couple cups there to, to show for. So, I mean, McKinnon, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. It's kind of hard to friggin' like it's, yeah. it's another planet right now. It's yep. another planet right now. And it pains me to say it because <laughs> I love those other two guys. Just a hundred and forty point pace for yeah. and that's all. Crazy right now. <laughs> uh, next up, is there anyone Eric doesn't love or is a big fan of? Uh, he told me Jared Tenorti sucks on LA the other day. So <laughs> his dad was a freaking beast, <laughs> man. No, I think he's he's a hard nosed word. He's a hard nosed player. 
I like him. What was, what was your least favorite player to play against when you were in the league? Oh, man, I know. I'm like, um, Chris Draper was a pain in the butt. <laughs> Good answer. And again, what does he have? Like 22 cups? Or yeah, he's, he's done pretty to, well for himself. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, but he was just kind of a pain in the ass. And, um, you know, guys like that, Dallas Drake, uh, Harden, those guys that were just in your face. And, but I have a lot of respect for, uh, yeah. but, you know, you don't like that. It's like Claude, like Claude Lemieux, right? You know, they just love playing with him. But, you know, when he was on the other team, you just don't. You just absolutely don't like them. So, uh, next one. Do you think we can expect a move for a backup goalie soon, or are they going to wait till the deadline? Um, I the, to be honest with you, I think they'll do it when it feels right, and that genuinely maybe never. They may not go out and get it back. I'm I'm sure they would like to, but a move like that is auxiliary to to doing something like going and getting a two C to me. So, yeah, I know. And and they have, we talked about it. They have their priorities, A, B, C, right? Is yep. it the backup goalies, C? Is it the centers, A? You know, whatever. We don't know. We're not in their room. We're right. assuming. And on top of it, you don't know. Let's say there's four goalies available. You don't know when those teams are going. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, I'm going to get Rudo. But if Tip doesn't want to trade Rudo, then I, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like I can, unless I say, I'll give you four first round picks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> something stupid. Then you're like, yeah. whoa, what are we doing here? You know, so. <laughs> I, it's a cat and mouse game, and that's why deadlines bring that. Because in any field in life, like deadlines bring results, right? Whether it's it's a yay or a nay, or you know, uh, you have to, have, you to do something. It forces yeah. you to do something. Yeah. So, the the teams, i.e., Montreal, you know, Jake Allen, like whatever, he's he's mm-hmm. gonna go somewhere. You know, Flurry. I mean, obviously, he's injured, so that throws things down. Maybe they had a suitor for him. I don't know. We don't know that. Um. So, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see, but it can't be much more, what is it, a month left now? Like, what's the date? Like, uh, it's February, like give and take. 40 you know? days, yeah, something like 40 that. 40 days. So, yeah, you're, 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 you're getting into the prime time. And then the more you wait, too, sometimes as a team, and then all of a sudden, guy gets hurt, and you're like, you got to be kidding me. We're going to yeah. get a freaking second rounder for this guy. Now he has a broken foot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it happens. It happens all the time. Yep. So there's a sweet spot there, you know. Yep. You got to find it. It's a yep. hard thing to do. It is. Uh and then lastly, realistically, if you could add one player to the roster, who would it be? Uh, being realistic, I don't know. I, th- I think that kind of covers the same Henrik Lindholm yeah. style of guys. Yeah. So kind of already answered that one. But we are out of time, unfortunately. We can't get to everyone's questions. I'm sorry for that. Uh, hopefully, y'all enjoyed the show. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed the questions. Again, uh, for future mailbag type shows be sure to join the discord become a, a diehard member you can go on to our website the dnvr.com you become a diehard there should be a link to the lounge which was our discord where you can get hooked up and we'll ask in the future for questions from the discord and you guys will get priority to get your questions answered uh that is it for today we appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us having a good time uh talking hockey uh, we got two more shows for you this week uh, with Eric running the helm because I'm leaving, taking some time off for myself. Me. So, Eric, I'm sure we'll have Rotating two great shows cast for you. Of characters yeah, it's, that's the one off week we get in the year. We got to take advantage. So, uh, we appreciate y'all though, and we will talk to you guys in the next one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Whoa.